Hello, welcome to New Open Spaces, the podcast of the Coast Action Project, the geography of New Open Spaces and the impact on the periphery. My name is Emmanuel Costa and I'm your host. Today, as you already know, I have the pleasure of welcoming my co-host for this series, Dr. Chiara Tagliaro. She's a researcher based in Politecnico di Milano at the Rio State Center in the Department of Architecture, Built Environment and Construction Engineering. And she's also leader of the Open Group 4, which deals with the, the dissemination of this Coast Action Project. Chiara, I'm actually a bit sad that we are getting into the last episode of the series, but it is what it is, right? And it has been a great ride. Right, Chiara, how are you doing today? Emmanuel, thank you. Uh, you're right. Uh, you're right. I feel you totally. I'm already nostalgic, but hopefully this has adjusted the first of multiple podcast series. Thank you for having me in uh, in this last episode as a co-host. I'm curious to see what's next. And in the meantime, uh, today we have to discuss an interesting and fun aspect of our cost action, right? Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, and it uh, it has been quite a journey because uh, throughout the series, we welcome the people responsible for leading the activities of this course action within the working groups. And today, in the final chapter, there is still one topic we need to approach, which is about how young scholars are involved with this project and uh, what the course action does to help young scholars in their budding careers. To be sure, we may not be as young anymore, but uh, we consider ourselves as young scholars because young <laughs> scholars are those in an early career investigation, which me, Chiara, and our fellow guests of today are within a time span of up to eight years from the date they obtained a PhD. So do you want to introduce our guest, Chiara? Of course, uh, it is my pleasure, and I would like at this point to also know the real age of our guests. <laughs> <laughs> Today we have the pleasure to welcome uh, Dr. Lucas Stanko. Uh, Lucas is an assistant professor and secretary at the Department of Regional Development, Public Sector Administration and Law in Thomas Bata University in Zlin. Uh, with a background in economics and management, Lucas has a range of interests in cultural and creative industries, clusters, and public policies. He has experience in lecturing, uh, focusing on management of creative industries, competitiveness, and urban economics. Welcome, Lucas. How are you doing and how old are you? Hi, guys. Thank you very much for uh, having me. It's a great initiative. You, Emmanuel, and Chiara are Putting together, I'm uh, uh, actually fine, happy to be here, and I am 35 years old. Uh, I would uh, I would also like to give a warm welcome to Oliver Rafai. He's an assistant professor at the Department of Public Administration and Regional Development at the University of Economics in Bratislava since 2018. He uh, lectures and leads seminars on regional and urban economic development, and in his research, he focuses mainly on the relationship between human capital and local economic development. Thanks for joining us today, Oliver. Uh, what's up and uh, how old are you? Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm 33. Uh, although this podcast or this episode is about young uh, scholars or young uh, scientists, but an hour ago, I just had my first aspirin because I don't feel as good, but, but still young, right? Still young, of course, but what uh, is more meaningful is how you feel 
inside. So as long as uh, you feel young inside, then it's fine. Sure. Okay. Uh, with this very philosophical insight from Chiara, <laughs> we will uh, dive into the debate. And uh, uh, by the way, Chiara, I'm 36 years old. I guess you, you, you have this age too, right? Yeah, I'm turning 36, but not yet. I was born in August, so I still have a few months when I can say I'm 35. Okay, so <laughs> yes, that's good, because uh, in a few months you'll be uh, closer to the 40s than to the 30s. It's a big, exactly. a big thing. It's a big thing. Yeah, life will change completely. Yeah, you'll see. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> I would like to start our conversation by asking a very simple question, very objective one. Uh, how and why did you get involved with this coast action? I don't know, perhaps, uh, Lucas, do you want to start? Yeah, of course. I mean, in, uh, in my case, it was, uh, really a creative way. I think we, we started with my colleague Pavel in 2014 with a paper, uh, on co-working spaces. And later on, we catch up the wave. We linked with people, especially with, uh, Ilaria and um, the project uh, kick started, so we got uh, more and more involved uh, by that time. So let's say the the focus on the creative industries naturally led me into co-working spaces, and not only co-working spaces, but other types of new working spaces. So as I see it um, from the gradual development, it was uh, a pretty natural, which makes me actually very happy. And what about you, Oliver? Why and how did you get involved with the Coast Action? Yeah, good question. Thank you. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, it's about uh, probably my department has a history with Politecnico di Milano because Ilaria uh, Mariotti, when she was a PhD student, uh, she was at my department uh, at the summer school that my department organized in 2008, I think. Then after in 2016, I joined a summer school that was organized in Politecnico di Milano, where I met uh, another member, Mina Akavan. And in 2018, Mina Akavan again, uh, she joined a summer school that was organized by my department and myself as, as well. So basically, we had our own history. And when this project was about to start, Ilaria and Mina Akavan asked me and my colleagues whether we would like to join and the rest is history. In a beautiful history, I can tell that. And uh, Chiara, I like to, of course, uh, hear you about this question and also what kind of research you are developing or are you uh, helping to develop, uh, including presentations, publications, etc., within uh, our post action? I guess the, the story and the reason why I got involved in this action uh, is kind of similar to uh, the, what, what Oliver and Lucas just said. I got involved uh, through personal relationships. Uh, Ilaria Mariotti, who is the leader of the action, uh, works in my same university, but in a different department. And we started interacting when we realized that we were both doing research on uh, the new ways of working and the new working spaces. And so we decided to join uh, the forces and to put our minds together on a similar topic, exploring it from two different uh, angles. Uh, in particular, I'm doing research more on real estate management, as you anticipated before. Instead, she looks at the same topic from a regional economics perspective. Currently in the uh, cost action, I am a leader of WG4, uh, which is about dissemination. So what I'm doing is to collect 
the uh, other working groups uh, work and to encourage them to disseminate it to other scholars and in uh, academic uh, occasions such as conferences and uh, summits and on the on a different uh, side let's say i'm uh, supporting the organization of a summer school the summer school on workplace management that uh, was initiated before the construction but that became uh, combined effort uh, with uh, this uh, construction new working spaces and where we are trying to host uh, uh, in turn all our cost members and to uh, teach to students and to young researchers what we have been uh, developing and researching on. Very nice. I just also want to quickly mention that I also got involved with the cost action due to Ilaria. So I guess that uh, we should do a round of applause to Ilaria because she put us all together here, right? So, I mean, just uh, want to send my memories uh, to Ilaria. And then following up on the same topic, Oliver, what can you tell us about the research you are developing in cost action? I'm mostly interested in location factors and location patterns of co-working spaces. And most of all, uh, since I'm from Slovakia in Central Europe, then I'm primarily focusing on location factors of co-working spaces. They are localized in Central Europe. So I'm looking, looking at this, this, this field. Nice. And you, Lucas? My uh, focus is pretty similar as uh, Oliver has. Uh, this is also the reason we collaborate closely because I reside in a Czech Republic that has a pretty similar development and a, a boom in new working spaces as uh, Slovakia is exp uh, experiencing. And um, adding to that, I also find interesting both uh, direct and indirect uh, effects these co-working spaces have, not only on the co-workers, but let's say on the surrounding environment. This is... Uh, uh, getting my attention more and more recently. And now, uh, Oliver, uh, I want to start with you for this one. I'm going to make two questions into one. First, in which ways participating in a close action has helped your career so far? And following this, how do you see the impact of this project in the long term? Do you have simpler questions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought this is a very easy one. No, okay, okay. Uh, so starting with the first one, well, uh, because of the cost action is international project, or I would say it allows us to to participate or to meet people from different countries, different fields. That's tremendous for me because I can travel, I can meet with different people from different countries, share their experiences with my. So from this perspective, it's it's great for me. Regarding the second part of the question, well, I think based on these experiences that I, I have so far or that I have uh, collected so far from this action and collaborations, I hope that I can I can use them for future development, meaning to apply other projects and other collaborations. But we will see because as still I'm a young scientist, right? Mm -hmm. So we will see what the future holds for me. We'll have to re-record this podcast in 20 years, for for instance, and <laughs> check where we are at. <laughs> yes, I think it's a good idea. But when you look at uh, what can you tell us about uh, like uh, how being involved in this course action uh, has helped your career and uh, how you see this in terms of your long term? It really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Uh, the course action is really a multidisciplinary. 
So it was a great opportunity to click with uh, people that care about the same topic with different angles. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, other way that was a huge impact from my perspective is actually the opportunities. Opportunities to collaborate, to, to develop research uh, ideas together, to get a feedback from really high-level scholars. So it, it's really a pushing way for um, an individual to, to, to become better to become more more experienced and have some kind of a leadership. This is, I think, very important when you're in the early career stage. So the, the experience I'm getting so far really helped me to go forward with my career, and I hope it will only get better. And in terms of a future, I really hope we stick together for another projects or, I don't know, papers, book chapters, because, I mean, doing the... International research is really interesting to, to finally get away from your very own bubble and especially in a, in a central Europe link with, uh, countries, other skill sets and, uh, mindsets. I would say really is something I, I'm uh, really interested in nowadays. I, I didn't know it, it could uh, have such an impact, uh, but it actually has. So I'm really happy to be a part of that. Thanks for this, uh, Testimony. It's very important. And uh, last but not least, Chiara. Yeah, I, I totally agree with uh, what the others said. For instance, uh, through the cost action, uh, I spent uh, a few months uh, during COVID, by the way, uh, as a visiting researcher uh, in the United States uh, at Cornell University. Cost action has this uh, little program funding uh, opportunity that is called the short term scientific mission. And so this is what uh, allowed me to spend these months uh, uh, overseas. Uh, there, I developed a part of the first deliverable of this project that concerns uh, the mapping and categorization of new working spaces in different uh, uh, different categories and different typologies. So this is actually also answering to your previous question. So what kind of uh, uh, research uh, I developed. And uh, of course, as an output of this experience, I, I co-authored with my hosts there, a chapter that will be published soon in a book uh, edited by Ilaria Mariotti, Mina Di Marino and Pavel Bednar that is entitled The COVID-19 Pandemic and the Future of Working Spaces. It will be published in a Routledge uh, book series, uh, Regions and Cities. And actually it includes uh, 48 cost members that contributed to the book. So I think that this is a very nice achievement and what a cost action really helps uh, is uh, to uh, also write uh, and produce uh, scientific uh, outputs uh, out of the research you are doing. I'm also getting additional opportunities as a leader of working group four uh, to travel, to um, have learning experiences. So uh, I'm attending some uh, initiatives that are organized by uh, COST, such as COST Academy and COST Connect uh, in the occasion of the Festival of the New European Bauhaus. And I totally agree with what Lukas said, that uh, uh, leadership is something that uh, COST Action uh, encourages for young scholars. And finally, of course, I mean, my final comment on a long-term perspective, uh, uh, I'm having a lot of new connections. Uh, I'm gaining visibility and exposure to new topics, uh, to the uh, most uh, advanced uh, explorations of our research topic. Uh, and uh, 
I'm also getting a lot of enrichment out of this interdisciplinary perspective that the cost action uh, triggers. So I'm I'm very happy about uh, being part of this uh, of this uh, project. What about you, Emmanuel? Instead, I think I can all agree with you. In my case, it's uh, it may be slightly different because I'm not uh, originally from uh, the European country, nor my PhD uh, was held in the European University. So, cost, being involved with a cost action in an international project from a different perspective, I could say, uh, from the global south or from outside Europe, it's very interesting because sometimes it's not that easy to make our research available to other audiences. So, it has been a really interesting opportunity to share different kind of perspectives, so, so like Lucas said. Uh, different mindsets, different skill sets, different ways of thinking about uh, new open spaces, co-working spaces or creative industries and all these uh, research topics that uh, revolves around our cost action. And also, of course, uh, to getting to know very nice people like the three of you and like uh, everyone involved with the cost action. I haven't met uh, anyone that, oh, I, I don't like this person. Everyone is, has been so kind to me and uh, so welcoming. So it has been an amazing journey. Yeah, I guess that's it. Um, I'm going to stop before I get too emotional. <laughs> now we'll all start crying as this is the last episode. <laughs> exactly. We, yeah, it's a very good cue to end the episode. We don't want to get too too much emotional here, right? Right. And it, yeah, I think a lot uh, today, Kiara and I welcome uh, Dr. Lucas Danko, Assistant Professor and the Secretary at the Department of Regional Development, Public Sector Administration of the Law. Uh, Thomas Bartley University in Slim, Czech Republic. And also Dr. Oliver Rafai, Assistant Professor at the Department of Public Administration and Regional Development at the University of Economics in Bratislava, to talk about the involvement of early career researchers uh, in this coast action. I think that you all gave very beautiful and personal testimonials, which really do justice to the unique and wonderful opportunity that it is to be involved in the section in terms of meeting people, doing projects, publishing articles, the chapters, and so on. So thanks a lot for uh, sharing your thoughts with us. Uh, and uh, I would like to end this episode and this first series of episodes uh, for what matters by inviting you all, uh, including you, Chiara, as our co-host, to leave uh, one final message answering this question. Uh, what would you say to a young researcher willing to participate in a course section? Or even better, if you could back a few years uh, to when you started your PhD, what advice would you give to yourself? Oh, that's difficult. Who wants to start? I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, uh, what to say to, to young uh, scientists? Uh, if they have a possibility to join course action, do that. Don't be nervous, don't be shy, do it because it's a tremendous opportunity to meet with other people, to exchange experiences, thoughts, and that's, that's the best way you can do. Second thing is that don't be afraid of making mistakes because mistakes are actually good thing for you because it will make you better, it will make you smarter, and it will allow you to grow. And what would I tell myself or my younger self? Don't be nervous of making mistakes first and foremost. And secondly, uh, the good thing is probably that don't be shy of asking people or, or 
to be shy if you would like to ask senior professor or staff about some advices, because at the end of the day, they are all humans and they were also young uh, some years ago. So they know uh, what are you dealing with or what kind of problems you can have. So very good. Very good. Next one, Lucas, perhaps. Yep. I think I can only agree with what uh, Oliver said. Maybe I can add that I would really recommend the young scholars to not only join the course section, but be pretty much active and actively seek uh, the opportunities, the the project of uh, this matter actually, you know, provides. So it was mentioned that STSMs has a great impact, and I can only agree with that. But also to seek for uh, conferences to to share, to, to, to get some kind of a feedback for your uh, papers, research proposals, and so on. So not only join by being uh, active is, I think, uh, very important actively seek uh, collaborators, uh, actively seek for, you know, getting out of the comfort zone. And uh, for uh, starting students or, or early me, I would definitely recommend to, to network more, to, to don't be hesitant to to share project proposals, to to ask people for a collaboration, to to get some kind of a feedback, to develop ideas together. Because I mean, the research shouldn't have any borders or any any uh, limitation as that. I mean, to go out to actively seek uh, uh, partnerships and uh, build on that. That would be my recommendation. Very good. Very good. Very strong. Kiara, uh, what are your feelings about these questions? Yeah, very similar to what my uh, colleagues <laughs> said. Um, I mean, in general, uh, what I would say to someone uh, who wants to participate in a cost action, especially if he's a young researcher, is that this is a great opportunity for uh, learning a bunch of new things uh, to get uh, specific training to understand better even how the European Union works uh, and to start establishing a network of colleagues that share the same uh, interests uh, and that like to collaborate, that have the same attitude toward research, toward interactions. So what I really found, and I agree with Oliver and Lukas, is that in this kind of atmosphere, there is no uh, hierarchy and you really feel like you're collaborating with peers no matter of age, uh, role or responsibility uh, within the action and in other kinds of projects. It's fun. There are a lot of nice and fun people like you guys, and I really enjoy every meeting and every occasion we have to spend some time together. Uh, it adds a lot also in terms of public engagement and increasing the impact of each person's research. Uh, so it's definitely worth it. I wouldn't miss the the chance. And as a young uh, researcher myself, so if I had to speak to my younger self, I would just say that uh, I think that getting involved in this kind of activities that don't make you uh, feel older, but just more less naive, perhaps. But it's actually a very very good way to. Uh, keep the creativity and the innovativeness of our brains uh, active. Uh, and so in the end, uh, to uh, become younger instead of older. It's an anti-age uh, cure, basically. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I'm applauded here. This is very, very well delivered, Kiara. Yes. 
I'll just add to that that that's my kind of advice, uh, both for people into the article section, also for the younger me, which might be the case of the younger someone uh, listening to us, is that there is no need uh, to be afraid of a senior scholars, because at the end of the day, they were also young scientists at one time. And in my experience, most of them are already help. Uh, and I, I think you all agree with me on this one. Totally. Exactly. Uh, just uh, uh, really, really like to, to thank you all for being uh, here with us today. I want to thank you, the audience, uh, for being with us for all this uh, series of episodes. Hopefully there will be new series on the road. And uh, if you haven't listened to previous episodes yet, please uh, do not forget to check them out, out here on the platform uh, where I listen to these uh, episodes. Stay tuned for new activities involve, uh, involving our post-action. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Also and foremost, uh, follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, to hear more about this project. And of course, if you like this episode, share it with your peers and your colleagues. So, one more time, thanks, Lucas. Thanks, Oliver. Thanks, Chiara, for uh, being such a great co-host in the series. And uh, I'll see you all soon. Bye-bye.